The first two episodes of this show had a pretty regular format. I'd start with a cold open about the episode's topic, I'd maybe say something surprising to draw you in, and then I'd introduce the show. Then I'd dive into some depth in the middle and bring in some interviews and examples to make my point. Then I'd wrap it all up with some kind of closing. So, um, I'm going to do that again. Hey, I'm John Lagomarsino, and this is I Should Start a Podcast, a show from your friends here at Anchor about the ins and outs of podcasting. So last week, I got this voice message from someone named Alex. Hey, John, this is Alex from Seattle. I'm wondering how you decide what parts of your podcast should be scripted versus unscripted. Well, what a coincidence, because today we're going to be talking about how you can think about structure in your podcast. And that involves whether it's scripted, whether it's unscripted, whether portions of it are scripted and not, along with a lot of other things, the scaffolding that makes up your show. We'll talk about some basics, but then I'll also talk to a couple pro podcasters about their approaches to formatting a show. I tend to think of show structure in terms of storytelling. If I'm trying to get my audience interested and engaged, I have to tell a good story. Now, maybe that's literally telling a narrative, but it could also mean just thinking about the shape of your episode. Even though this show is pretty straight ahead and instructional, I do try to make sure episodes have a beginning, middle, and end. I try to vary the structure and the rhythm a little bit to propel the episode forward, and I try to take it in directions that are maybe a little bit surprising. When you're thinking about show structure, keep in mind what your audience does and doesn't know. This is why a lot of shows have some kind of introduction at the beginning, to say hi and get situated. Maybe your listener has never heard your show before, or they don't know why you made this episode. And the beginning of an episode can lay out a roadmap that keeps your listener engaged and on track with you. But you can also use what your audience doesn't know to keep things surprising. Holding back some information can make for some great moments of reveal later on. When it comes to format, you've got a big open canvas in front of you, and it can be kind of daunting. Maybe your show is tight and scripted, or maybe it's an open panel, or maybe it's a straight interview, or maybe it's a fully sound-designed radio play with voice actors. Great podcasts come in all shapes and sizes, so finding the right one for your show is a little bit of trial and error and a little bit of smart storytelling. Instead of sitting here and lecturing about how to work all that out, I thought maybe it would be more interesting to talk to some podcasters about their show's formats. My name's Stephen Hackett, and I'm the co-founder of the Relay FM Podcast Network. So we have... 20-something shows. We're mostly in the technology space, so covering consumer tech companies like Apple or Google or Microsoft. We've been doing it since 2014. Uh, the network will turn four years old later this summer, which just uh, blows my mind, I got to tell you. Steven is on a lot of podcasts himself, and they really run the gamut in terms of format. So like, when people ask you, how do you describe the kind of podcasting that you do? You know, a lot of our shows are, like I said, they're, they're tech-focused. Uh, a lot of our hosts have kind of mixed backgrounds, but uh, all the people we work with are passionate about their topics. At least on most of the shows, very conversational. A lot of people start listening to a show because of the topic, and then I, th- I truly believe they stick around for the, uh, the relationship between the host. And if a show runs for multiple years, you know, listeners can tap into that, and I think it becomes kind of a, a real special thing. I know a lot of the relay shows are round table or free willing discussion type shows. Mm-hmm. How do you tend to think of 
structure in a show like that? You know, so, so for a show like a, like a panel show, so we can talk about Connected, which is sort of uh, our flagship Apple show. I'm on that along with my co-founder, Mike Hurley, and then Federico Vitici. He's the editor-in-chief at MacStories.net. I think this is the beginning of the show. It okay. feels like the beginning. We were talking, and then we paused for a second, and now I'm thinking our sponsors, Squarespace, Pingdom, and Team. This is, this is like last week where you started that poem, and I didn't know it was the beginning of the show, and I just kept saying things i know i had to edit a bunch of that out yep i want to keep you on your toes this is connected episode 181 you've already heard so that show is a panel there's three of us but it is it's outlined is really kind of where we go with a lot of that stuff so we record connected on wednesdays so one of my tasks on mondays is to hey let's start preparing the documents we have a google doc we have all the ad breaks in there we have, you know, we know that we have some follow-up at the beginning, so things that we want to address from previous episodes. Maybe someone sent something in that was interesting, or maybe we got something wrong. Most of the time, it's that. Most of the time, it's that <laughs> I got something wrong, and we need to, to correct it because we want to be uh, as accurate as possible. So we do kind of do all that at the beginning, and then we move through our topics. You know, on a, on a show like that, the outline is not a script, but it right. is a, a sort of a series of, of guideposts. It's, this is where we want to go in this conversation. And here are some things that we think can get us there. It's outline driven, but it's not, um, we're not beholden to the outline. If someone comes in with something mid conversation, you know, we can make a right turn and follow that road if that's where it feels in the conversation that, that needs to go. In the old days, we would have like iMessage running in the background or Slack or something and be like, hey, I'm going to jump in after you. And, and now we don't do any of that because we've just gotten so for, uh, familiar and comfortable. So the outline, like I said, is guidepost, but it's by no means uh, something we have to stick to if something more interesting comes up. And that outline doesn't, um, I don't know, inhibit spontaneity or anything during the conversations? I don't I don't think it does because we treat it just as guidepost. You know, if, if we... Uh, if we really felt like we had a lockstep stay in it in that show, then I think it, I think it would. I think the idea is just knowing that, you know, if something on the outline doesn't get said or, or doesn't come up, then that's okay. We're gonna kind of put this. We call it in the topic graveyard in the bottom of the dock. Topic <laughs> graveyard, by the way, is written in Comic Sans, which is terrible. <laughs> but someone did that as a joke like four years ago, and it's just stuck around. So you've got another show that recently debuted called Subnet, um, and that seems like a very different beast. So that show is three tech headlines a day. So it's like, hey, I've been out all day. What's the tech news I need to know? From Relay FM, my name is Stephen Hackett, and these are three technology stories you need to know. Bloomberg is reporting that Apple will begin a transition away from Intel processors. For and so for that, I, I have a Google Doc, and I have a slot for topic one, topic two, topic three. And then I will... I will basically write a paragraph or two about each story. So it's totally different from something like Connected, but it it works. You know, I think it I think it's the preparation and and the stuff that goes on behind the scenes should be in service of the content. And so something that's a very different thing than Connected, and so I should treat it differently in preparation. Do you have any like sage advice to someone who's never podcasted before, but say they're interested in cooking or something and they want to start a podcast? Like how do you even go about it creating the format of a show uh, i think i think experimentation is a good way to try it um one thing we really talk to people about when they're when we're developing new shows is you need to record demos you know so bands do this right bands before they go into the studio to record an album 
they are very often are doing demos like on the tour bus or at home of like working out the kinks. So when they go into the studio, they know pretty close to what they want, right? And then you're sort of just polishing with the producer. Um, I think podcasts are very similar to that where you should record some episodes, maybe a bunch of episodes that like no one's going to hear besides the co-host and like significant others and, you know, sort of some trusted friends because it, it does two things. A, it tells you or it can tell you if your idea works or not, but it also helps with this problem of format that you can, you can kind of see uh, what works and what doesn't. So I'll give an example of a show on the network called Ungeniused. It's a show that Mike and I do, and it's about weird stuff we find on Wikipedia. What would you think if you saw someone dancing uncontrollably in the middle of the street? And uh, Mike and I did that show in like 2011 together. Actually, the first show we ever did together. And we applied the panel conversation, like panel discussion format to the show. And it just didn't work. Uh, we were kind of outlining the what we wanted to talk about or, you know, just kind of reading the, the articles or the reference information and then just getting together and talking about it. How do you think word got around? I mean, there's not like a there's not like a, the Internet in the 14th century. I have no idea. There's so many questions. That is a really good one. Like, if you're in Italy, how do you know they're dancing in Austria and why do you go? I don't know how it – that's a really good question. I have no answer for that. And it just didn't really work. The show wasn't very good. No one listened to it. And we ended it. Uh, but I always love the idea of like a show should exist about like finding the weirdest stuff on Wikipedia. But when we brought it back now, maybe two years ago, we made a very conscious effort to to script it. And so Ungenius, I guess now Subnet is scripted too, but Ungenius really is my only big scripted show. Happy Valentine's Day, Mike. Oh, no. Um, I didn't get you anything. I got you this show outline. We've released this today, February 14th, the International Day of Love. It mm. started as a feast day to honor St. Valentine. Several Christian men named Valentine were martyred. So if you've ever listened to that show, Mike and I are performing, including like the jokes, like a script that I write and then he kind of comes back in and, and you know, if he wants to tweak stuff. You know, the, the content idea was always right, even in the awful season one of like, the idea of what we're going to cover is spot on. It just the it's just not working in execution, and it was a format change that did it. And um, so you know, experiment with it, record some stuff that no one's going to hear, and you, I think you can learn a lot from that. So you kind of you're kind of talking about this, but I, I'm really curious why podcasting. I know you write you 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 report. Why specifically audio? I love writing, and, and writing in a way is my first love. But writing is a very solitary thing, right? It's just my thoughts and my point of view. That's really fun, don't get me wrong, but it lacks something that like human conversation brings. When you podcast, like people feel like they have a relationship with you, right? Mm -hmm. So like I've done this. I've gone up to somebody whose podcast I've listened to for years, like, oh hey, you know, I'm Steven or whatever. And uh they're like, you know, it's a <laughs> you realize very quickly it's a one way relationship. And now I'm on the other end of it a lot. And um like please like <laughs> If you see your favorite podcaster, like unless they've told you not to, like please come up and say hi. Like we love meeting people. I do, it, but that that kind of points itself back to this, like that the conversation that you can have with a co-host, especially over years, if, if a show lasts that long, is something pretty cool and something that writing can't give you. 
I'm the I'm the luckiest guy on the planet, man. It's it it really is true. And to get to make stuff that that we enjoy making with people we care about, uh, it's been it's been an amazing ride so far. Stephen gets to work on a huge variety of shows with lots of formats going on. But what if you're working on one really production-heavy show every day? Hi, I am James T. Green. I'm the director of audio over at The Outline. Uh, but outside of that, um, yeah, I'm a sound artist. A major part of James's job is to produce The Outline World Dispatch. The Outline World Dispatch. The Dispatch is a show that comes out every Monday through Thursday. Um, and what we do is every day we focus on a story on the theme of power, culture, or the future, which are the three verticals here at The Outline. And we create like a, you know, seven to 20 minute audio version of a story that has uh, ran on the website. At a really basic level, it's one story a day and it's got involved production and sound design elements. But James uses a variety of formats and production tricks inside the show to keep things varied. Okay, now full disclosure, I used to work on the dispatch as well. But I wanted to talk to James about how he thinks of structure and storytelling in the context of a short daily show like this. What is the structure of the show? So basically, like, the structure of the show starts off with a short call to action at the beginning that we um, have a Twitter, all those type of things. Hey, it's Aaron. We've been doing the dispatch for a minute now, and we would love to hear from you. So uh, we have our host, Aaron Edwards, who gives a brief breakdown of like what the show is and gives like a little bit of preview of what uh, the story we're about to get into for the day. I can't do this anymore. I feel so numb. I can't get out of bed. It's getting so hard. Paris Martineau, a staff writer at The Outline, was getting a lot of unusual Instagram ads. So she tried to find out why. Um, and then we have the story, and then, like, a short kind of sign-off at the end. Today you heard from Paris Martineau. If you want to read more stories, head to theoutline.com. We're produced by James T. Green. So how much of the show is scripted as opposed to conversations? So it varies. The dope thing about this show is that the only format is that we have a story a day. So it really kind of varies on uh, the type of uh, story that it is. It might be something more scripted. So a good example is we did a story about this online uh, resource for queer folks called Queering the Map. It was a website where queer people could put in a location that was special to them on a map. And basically the map got disrupted by um, alt-right people. I woke up. And I had a whole bunch of messages in my, in my inbox um, with screenshots of Queering the Map, but with little pop-ups in front of it saying, Make America Great Again, Donald Trump, Best President. We spoke directly with the creator of the map. And something of that sort was like, oh, this is perfect for something that could be completely scripted because Aaron had a personal connection to it. So me and Aaron wrote out a rough script. And we uh, decided to just uh, kind of riff from there and then use tape from the interview to kind of like go in and like a tape and copy narrative structure. So that is like something that is completely, completely on the side of like scripted. 
things that kind of like feel on the conversational side, those usually aren't that scripted. Like one that we had that came out today was about one of our culture editors, uh, Jeremy Gordon. He sat in a glass box called the Jabber Box uh, <laughs> inside of LaGuardia Airport. So the beginning was him essentially narrating his experience of the Jabber Box and then the second half of the story was um, he actually interviewed the creator, and I just took the conversation that Jeremy had with Aaron and looked for points in the conversation that references the interview he did with the creator and then just had the creator's tape kind of weave in and out. You know, companies are realizing that people need privacy. They need uh, space to conduct sensitive calls or, you know, they don't want to necessarily air out their business in front of everyone because it would be great if everybody could mind their own business. But that's not the case. (laughs) Right. Why not start solving for privacy in the office first? So his idea was... So it still feels conversational, but then the tape acts as like a supporting character. And then like... A third type of story might be opinion pieces or things that are kind of small stories. So, like, again, Jeremy Gordon did a piece about pooping in work bathroom. (laughs) Um, And that was something where it's just completely his voice. You know, I've never understood why it's so strange for uh, coworkers to acknowledge going to the bathroom with each other. I think. And then, like, the fourth and final type. Um, of episode that kind of runs here. It's just like the completely conversational, uh, just kind of fun piece. And that was like an example of one where staff writer Gabby Del Valle and staff writer Paris Martineau talked about their experiences living in Florida. People aren't supposed to live there. And yet we have persevered mm-hmm. and like attempted to outsmart nature. I don't know. Like I never had to vocally like say like what type of (laughs) story I hear different things as but but yeah that's usually like kind of the four buckets that I think of whenever I'm making an episode so in the case of the little room in LaGuardia why would you go with the format of semi-scripted um I think in that particular way it's because like there is a journey involved because like when I read the story I was like oh oh this is something that has a clear beginning middle and end and usually things that have a clear beginning middle and end it's like all right boom this is something that can work as like slightly narrative. So when you're building an episode a story how much are you thinking about and how are you thinking about the audience during that process? Hmm. Hmm. That's a that's a really good question. I mean, it's hard because in a way I don't think too much about the audience because I don't want to I don't want it to feel like okay, the only things that we're going to do are the things that like we get a really good response for. Like the main thing is like I never want to feel like somebody wasted their time tapping on an episode and spending like 7 to 18 minutes with us. And I think that's the thing I kind of keep in mind. Obviously, there are lots and lots of ways to structure your show. But I think it's interesting that both Stephen and James talked about keeping the audience engaged and making their podcasts worth the audience's time. That's sort of what we're talking about with storytelling. Finding your show's format means finding the best way of conveying your message and telling your story in a way that keeps your audience engaged. So as you're listening to your favorite podcasts, keep an ear out for the choices their creators made and kind of reverse engineer what works and what doesn't.
And I want to add something here that doesn't really neatly fit into this episode or even its own episode, but I keep thinking about it. And especially after last week's show, I wanted to kind of bring it up. So I didn't go to school for any of this stuff. I've just been involved in audio and music and storytelling basically since I was a kid. The only reason I got at all good at this stuff is because I started out a while ago tinkering and experimenting and making stuff that I didn't really feel the need to share with anybody. And honestly, I know a lot of people do study this formally, uh, and a lot of the time that makes me feel honestly a little bit like a fraud. All this is to say that I think in the broader world, there's a distinction between professional podcasters and amateur podcasters. And I think that's a completely artificial wall. I think if you've got something to say and if you're genuinely interested in making it sound good and making it into something that an audience wants to hear, just start in doing it as a hobby, something that you can work on, be bad at for a little while, maybe make some things that you wouldn't want to play for other people down the line. And over time, as you find what works and what doesn't work, and as you play things for your friends and family and they tell you what they hated and what they loved you're going to start finding a style and that style is going to get closer and closer to the thing you think you hear in your head while you're making it. Getting good at audio isn't some kind of academic or magically imbued skill that you can acquire. It's a thing that comes with practice and with enthusiasm and with experimentation and with being a little bit weird and being a little bit risky with what you're making. As you're getting started, know that all of the podcasters that you hear who sound really polished at some point, they were in exactly the same shoes as you. And the only thing that separates you from them is time and practice and a bunch of feedback from other people that you trust. Okay, thanks for listening. I Should Start a Podcast is a production of Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. You can sign up right now and start creating at anchor.fm. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we'll go over how to find guests for your podcast and what makes a good interview. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from the last episodes, so let's hear them. Hi, my name is Claudia Sanchez, and I just want to say thank you for the very valuable information. Um, it's made me feel like it's going to be easy um, to get started, at least, with a podcast. Good podcast. I uh, learned a lot. Thank you. I'm on my way to my first podcast. Hello, uh, I'm Madhava from Sri Lanka. I'm a Sinhalese blogger, and uh, I was uh, thinking of starting a podcast, so I'm still not uh, decided on a specific topic, but uh, this uh, podcast... Uh, Help me to decide uh, on some things and plan my things. Thank you very much. Hey, guys. This is Vince Wild from the Vince Wild uh, Mic Drop. I actually uh, usually use a Blue Yeti. I wish they would uh, make a microphone for uh, your smartphone, but I don't think anybody's really fulfilling that market yet. Hey, I have a quick question. This is Antonio with the Day Ones podcast. I'm normally used to recording off of the microphone of the phone. Now, the issue that I have with that is that I do have a beard and that every now and then I need to be extremely conscious of where the phone is placed. So I'm looking for an external microphone that I can plug into the phone to record off of Anchor. Uh, Good news about those last two. 
there are a couple microphones out there. Uh, I know that Shure and Zoom are two companies that come to mind that sell special microphones that do plug into the bottom of smartphones. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download the Anchor mobile app, search for I Should Start a Podcast, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. Thanks to the podcasters in this episode. Stephen Hackett's shows are all at Relay.fm, and you can hear his daily news podcast, Subnet, right here on Anchor. You can find him on Twitter at ISMH. James T. Green is the director of audio at The Outline. You can hear their daily show, The Outline World Dispatch, here on Anchor, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. My colleague Brendan Bigley, as always, produced all the music in this episode. You can find links to all of this stuff in the show description. Okay, we made it. Thanks so much for listening. I'm John Lago Marcino, and I'll be back next week with another episode of I Should Start a Podcast. Talk to you then. Thank you.